Radio. Yeah. This, this is all about wine. The talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, solo master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. More friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. Around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, yeah, I just, I, I love that. I love that. Questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine VTR. Again. That's www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine And now, all about wine is on. Here's Ron. Yeah. All right. All right. Intro's working there. We've got Mike back. Yeah. Um, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm. I, bear with me for a second here. I'm going to hit the intro, the the audio intro that I've been mm-hmm. doing for the last, you know, month. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it plays. Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> well, look at that. Boy, it wasn't. It was not playing. I went through what four weeks of shows, and I'm trying to, and the intro never did play. So that didn't you know, work. No. No. It didn't. I couldn't understand why, but uh, everything wow. else is working and all that. So, oh well. Strange. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. We got Mike back. Uh, he has Yay. finally uh, finally got back on air. The uh, Hurricane Ian hmm. did him a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number. Not nine. a good number. Not a good number. I don't know what, no. the, not I don't know what the number was. Yeah, it was not yeah. a good number. If, if you all get that number, throw it away because it's not good. Oh, yeah. But he, uh, yeah. uh, he, he's back in front of the computer now, and and we're yeah. hooked up to Facebook, and we're hooked up to all the others mm-hmm. because I couldn't do mm-hmm. that. And uh, so it all takes you, a bit of work. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. There's there's a bit of setup, and and it's it's. Uh, even getting back to it today, I, I was like, okay, if I hit this button, what happens? And <laughs> I was, um, yeah, I was, I was like, I hadn't done it in seven weeks, and I'm thinking, okay, this is, it's just like riding a bicycle that you haven't ridden in about 40 years, and so it should be nothing. And uh, I couldn't, uh, nothing. The video wasn't working. The pre-roll thing wasn't working with the little date and time, and I still had issues right now, right before going on air. So to hit the buttons, right. I go, oh my gosh, this. Is, Come on. We got we got somebody right. calling in. Oh, do we? Uh, yeah. Uh, don't know. Hold on a second. Let me see if there's any. Uh, uh, were you expecting someone to call? No, I was not. I didn't think we had any guests scheduled tonight. Uh, great if we did, but we had uh, Jody scheduled, Angeles? but Jody uh, rescheduled. No. I don't think there's any. Uh, uh, who is Jody with? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look, look and see. Uh, 
Hang on if that's you. you know, just stay on the line until we figure out how yeah, to stay on the line until we, we find out who you are. Normally we don't allow uh we don't allow regular phone callers like listeners to call in anymore because of some issues goose out there that had to ruin it. Yes, issues. Yeah. Well that's a good way of putting it. Um but issues. uh guest, yes, certainly call in as a guest. And I do have a possibility here. I just want to verify that with you. If uh, no, I'm Lexi yeah. is the one I've been talking to about Jody and Lexi's got a six one seven area code. Okay. Well, she could be. And this anywhere. is nine one seven. Yeah, I. Let's see if. Uh, Jody, no, I don't think uh, it's. I don't think it's Jody. Let me see. Uh, no, nope. Jody is in uh, Charleston or or uh, Boston. I think. Yeah. It's one of those two. I have a note uh-huh. here. Beverage director of Facia. Facia. Yeah, that's that's Jody. Okay. Uh, okay. So not that one. No. Uh, how can we do this here? Nick is on the twenty second. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh. I just Kayla. I run. I'm on the line, hmm? and hear that you were not expecting someone. Today was our scheduled interview. All right. Well, it's Kayla. Oh, well, that's that's good. Oh my gosh. See, I'm, I'm getting everything so confused with uh, being disconnected. And Kayla, we've tried to get a couple, three times. Oh my gosh, Kayla, I am so sorry. Welcome to the program. You are on the air now. Uh, Hi, Ron. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. I am it's so happy. Paula. Oh, it's just unbelievable. I. Ever since the hurricane went through, I have been going nuts trying to get people rescheduled and trying to keep track of who's coming on and when and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, you were one of them that has been so patient and so understanding with all this stuff. I really do appreciate that. Um, of course. It, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, everyone, this is Kayla Maxim, is it pronounced? It's Kala. Kala. Oh, okay. Well, there I blew that one. I said that last time right. Kala. Okay. And she's the founder and chief event composer for Five Senses Tasting. And so she is our guest tonight. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I, I just, I'm happy that you stayed on and that you hung with me over the last seven weeks or so. And uh, here we are. So, Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for, like I say, for being so patient. Uh, you, uh, well, tell us about Five Senses Tasting. What, what is that? Uh, sure. So it is a boutique special events company that takes the idea of a wine tasting and applies it to music. So. Um, it's really based on the idea of, you know, tasting through a variety of different musical genres, musical styles, languages, countries of origin, and, and something like that. So, you know, all of our events really incorporate all the five senses. A lot of times you'll hear about people talking about the five senses when they're tasting, and I love that. And then you sort of end up with four, and you go, okay, well, where's, where's the sense of sound? Like, where's our hearing involved in all of this? Um, and so that's sort of where I where I started. And as a professional opera singer, a musician, a performer, you know, um, I'm I'm in another world yet, you know, yet another world that has a lot of people sort of feeling very intimidated by it. And so I really was trying to figure out a way to 
put the two together, not opera necessarily, just music in general. I, I showcase 500 years of music from Bach to Bon Jovi, I say. So there's everything from classical to rock in my, in my events. But I really wanted to make, make the statement that, you know, we take in all information around in our lives through our five senses and, and sound is a hugely impactful sense and it's often relegated to the background. So I wanted to bring it to the forefront and that's where I started with this idea of musical wine tasting. That sounds fascinating. Okay. Now it brings up all sorts of questions. First question, I'm tasting yeah. Chardonnay. Is, is there, is there a music that goes with that? Jenner uh, 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 mm-hmm. that goes with a Chardonnay or uh, how, what do you, <laughs> what do you do yeah. with those? I mean, Well, I start with a story. So there are, you know, if you hear people talk about wine and music at all, you'll kind of hear two things. You'll hear people talk about, like, does the wine affect or does the music affect the particular wine you're tasting? And there are a lot of studies from the Crossmodal Lab up in Oxford that talk about that. And then the other side of things is, like, Chardonnay is country or Pinot Noir is jazz, and and the issue that I have with that is is not the intent to to try and make the senses complement one another. It's that a Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley is completely different than a Pinot Noir from Tasmania, and the story behind them is completely different. So to me, it is impossible to say that Chardonnay has a musical identity. It is possible to say that your 50th birthday uh, celebration can be brought to life by a particular Chardonnay and a particular musical pairing. Uh-huh. So that's how I get really, really specific with it because you're a winemaker. You know this. Like the wine you make, if you, you make a Merlot, let's say, it's not the Merlot that anybody else makes. So how could we possibly put your Merlot and, you know, Josh's Merlot or someone else's Merlot in the same musical basket? It's, yeah. your, it's your art. I see. So that's how, that's how I think about it. If someone, let's, if someone says, "I really like," well, let's go to the old standby. I really like a Cabernet Sauvignon from a Mandavi. Do you just say, "Okay, this is what we pair it with," and so this is the music that goes with the Mandavi Cabernet, or do you uh, talk to the person and find personality and match that with it also? It's actually only that, really. It's really diving uh-huh. into a person's story. You know, everyone has a part. Like, when you throw a party, you throw a party for a reason. Even if, right. if it's kind of for no reason, there's still a reason behind it. There's still something that you want to share with people. Very infrequently do people write songs or create art because they're bored. They do because <laughs> they have something to say, right? So if yeah. somebody has, you know, composed a piece of music or made a wine or made a piece of art or, or written a song, it's because they have something to say and something to communicate. And so it's my job and sort of my, my superpower, I guess, to kind of go deep into people's stories and fish out those details that, that they might think are, like, really just not that interesting. Ah, nobody cares about this part of my life or this part of my story or this part of my brand. And really, it's those, you know, little things, you know, as Robin Williams says, and I think it's Goodwill Hunting, it's like the peccadillos, you know, in a relationship are what make you, you know, love one another more deeply and those little things you know about each other. And so that's, that's where I try to go into people's stories. Mm. Have you ever, <laughs> I'm not trying to fix this, Bob, have you ever, ever 
done a music with a wine and people go, oh, I I'm, I'm really don't like that song. Uh, really, that doesn't appeal to me. Has that ever happened? The honest answer is no. The honest answer oh, is good. that has never happened to me. Um, good. I will say people people more often than not, and, and I don't know that that's necessarily because I'm a genius at it, but because wine and music can be so versatile around one another. And so what I try to do is really set the scene. And there is a, there's an element of like, you know, um, the power of suggestion that's unavoidable when we talk about anything in wine, I think. Um, and we're talking with people who might not be experts, right? Um, so I think what I hear more often is like, wow, I didn't know that I could like Riesling is the one that comes to mind all the time. I didn't know that I could like Riesling, but you know, not only the Riesling you picked, but the music that goes along with it, the way that you introduced it. Okay, I got it. Like I, I can handle Riesling now. So it's it's actually the opposite response. Luckily. Oh, very good. Uh, you, you yeah. know, it's just that uh, you know people are are so finicky. I guess is the word I'm looking for here. And yeah, they want something that you know will move them. And I would think that the possibility of picking the wrong combination would be really quite strong. Um, but, I, you know, if you get to know the people and you start to understand their personality, I, I can understand why that would be avoided a lot, too. So, um, yeah, well, you know, I don't go too wild. I don't go too wild. So the music that I pick, especially for corporate clients, is usually pretty mainstream. And, you know, when I host them live, which I was doing before the pandemic and since, you know, it's really that you, you see people performing for you live. And so even if you don't like the music, you still see the artistry happening. And I, I, that's happened to me. You know, I can taste a wine and I don't necessarily love the wine, but I can appreciate what went into it. Or I don't like a piece of, you know, a particular song, but I can appreciate the artistry that went into it. And so I think especially when you're performing live, people can see that and appreciate that, even if there's a particular element that doesn't please them. That's understandable, but now you're not doing the live as much, and so is it affecting uh, the aesthetics of the whole thing? Well, I am offering live events again, although oh, yeah. you catch me at sort of an interesting time in my uh, in my pursuit of all this because I have had my company for 10 years now, and I'm actually moving away from full-time operations of my company. I'm going to be doing a full, like, full career pivot and, and really keeping five senses for the projects, like my love projects, um, you know, collaborations that I really want to do, personal celebrations, and probably moving a little bit more away from corporate stuff. Um, but I've hired live musicians on Zoom. I'm doing my last Tasting Club event in December, and I have uh, two performers coming on Zoom with exceptional audio setup that makes it sound like they're in your living room. So I've been doing that for two years as well. Oh, okay. So is that what you're you're saying you're pivoting? Is that what you're pivoting to, uh, uh, getting away from it and doing something else? Or what is the future? I don't know what the future is, Ron, actually. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have the same question. Um, but I do think that um, it will be out of, these two worlds majorly, possibly back into a, another life I had before this in politics and social justice. Um, but I think what, what I've really learned is that there's a time when, when the things that you love take on a different personality in your life. And um, 
I'm looking to go back to where we were a few years ago, where really we are doing much more live live events where, you know, I'm, I'm hiring artists and performers and really being intimate with my audiences, which is what I love the most. And so that's really where I'd like to focus, even though the virtual stuff is, is honestly easier and it's more profitable. I really love yeah, the in-person stuff. I can imagine it would be a lot easier. Uh, you mentioned in passing that you were an opera singer. Did it's I? True, guilty as charged. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Classically trained. Uh, tell me mm-hmm. about that part of your life. Uh, well, I always sang when I was younger, and I always wanted not to be a singer, so I tried really hard not to be a singer and studied politics and <laughs> did everything I could to not be a singer. <laughs> and then finally I was like, all right, fine, fine. So I went to grad school for opera performance and um, became an opera singer, and I did that for a number of years. And then the economy tanked, and that was a really rough time to be any sort of artist, so I kind of went back into the quote-unquote real world a bit, but I've always sung. I've always had that part of my life um, alive. I guess kept it alive. So now I don't really, per- I don't pursue opera. It's what I'm trained in and it's what I sound like when I open my mouth. But, but uh, <laughs> I, I do, you know, um, when I trip, I always, you know, whoops. I sound very operatic. Um, but I, you know, it's, yeah, I don't pursue it right now, but I, you know, I, I create recitals and I, I, Sing things that I want to sing now, which is really, uh, and, and, you know, my company has actually pushed me outside of my comfort zone too, you know, to singing things that I never would have done if I just followed a classical career. Yeah, well, I can imagine. It's, it, it seems like a big change, you know, from opera singing to, well, I guess you're still involved with music though, so no matter how you look at it, it's still the right. same same flow in life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, exactly. You have... Uh, other people who work with you, or is it just you? It's primarily me. I do have someone who worked with me this year, kind of my right-hand woman, um, and she was amazing. And then I would say, you know, the, the, the people that I've worked with, they don't work for the company, but um, through my music and wine tasting club and my partner, you know, I've, I've grown these partnerships with, you know, uh, wineries and chocolatiers and cheesemongers and, um, distributors around the country and you know they I don't pay them a salary but they've they've kept me afloat they've been the ones that allowed my club to grow and allowed you know my ideas to grow and supported me and you know were you know worked with me on crazy partnerships that I had with you know like <laughs> for everyone from like you know Adobe to a, a sex toy company to anyone. Like, you know, it's crazy what like wine and music can get you into and out of, to be honest. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's, yeah, it's been, and it is a total, totally great ride. It sounds like it's fascinating. Uh, <laughs> do you uh, have anything booked uh, over the holidays here? Yeah, I do. I have a couple corporate events, um, and then I have, as I mentioned, my last musical, my music and wine tasting club. So I started that in April of 2020, and I did 21 months of it. And then I moved to quarterly this year. So I had a, a kind of a like a core group of club members that came to every single event. Um, and it's, you know, I'm sunsetting it at the end of, you know, it's been almost three years now. So um, this will be my last yeah. event with my club, which has been really amazing. And 
like has taught me so much because, you know, before COVID, like I, I, you know, knew about wine, but when I would work with people, it was always, I would work with a, a winery or I would work with somebody who had the wine knowledge and they would kind of, you know, we would talk about it together. And then when COVID happened, of course, I had to be the one to make all of the decisions. And that's really when mm. my wine like studies and my wine knowledge kind of like skyrocketed and <laughs> I, I became way more into it. And that's, that's wonderful. I mean, I, a lot of good things came out of that, not COVID, but that time for me and my business. Yeah, well, it sounds like it, it sort of shoved you into uh, an area where you had to know it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was no way around it. So I just had to kind of, I got much better at tasting, even though it's still something that I, you know, I, I'm, I don't have the most refined palate, I think, in the world. But I think I've, I've gained a lot more experience and just like facility with kind of talking wine lingo and also, you know, really not talking wine lingo, like really talking to people about wine like you do in a way that they just, you know, I also work in a wine shop um, here in L.A., and it's so funny how many people come in and they just are kind of sheepish about it. Like, I don't really know what I'm looking for, you know, yeah. and you have to just be like, that's fine. You like a red or a white. Let's start there. Like, that's, that's it. Let's just go yeah. down the basics. I always add rosé to that question. Red, white, or rosé. Also, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or orange now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so a, popular. And then most people look at like orange wine, and you have to explain that. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it, it sounds like a great business. So you, uh, uh, well, from what I understand, you're you're not going to be fully involved with this in, into the future, into 2023. My intention is to, so that the, the company started when I was working full-time, uh, in technology. And so I would work on the weekends, I would work, you know, in the evenings, and I would take, you know, I would sort of take events as they came, and I was able to maintain both. And that's really what what I'd like to do now, is go back to that model where maybe I'm not working on it full time, but the company still exists, I am still its owner and its founder. Uh, obviously, that doesn't change. But, um, you know, I'm taking projects and events that I want to and saying no to things that, you know, might conflict with whatever this new thing in my life is so <laughs> it's a I guess it's a shift it's a shift back to what it was at the beginning which is you know I've, I've done it full-time for six and a half years now and I'm, I'm ready to, to to try something else I feel like I've I've really come as far as I know how to take it right now and I think that there's a point at which you have to or it, hopefully you can recognize when it's time to shift again and I think I really recognize that um and I'm not sad about it at all. It feels like exactly the right thing to do. And I'm finding a lot more joy in what I'm doing now because I'm looking at it from a different, you know, oh, it's not like I just have to do this and have to press and have to grow and have to do. It's like, well, this is what I want to do now. This is like my hobby. And then I get to do, you know, I have, I have to and get to do the other thing. That's my, my quote unquote job. But, this, you know, it feels much better and freer the way I'm looking at it now. Huh. I, you know, it's, it would seem, I don't know, that's quite a change, though, quite a quite a turn there, because you were doing it full-time, you were obviously enjoying it, and mm-hmm. just to cut back on it so fully like that, on something that was enjoyable, seems counterintuitive for what most people 
you know, that you say find your passion and go with it, and yet mm-hmm. you found a passion yeah. and you're stepping away from it. I, I don't know. That's, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm guess not you criticizing. have to be, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I this just, year has been tough. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. just, it, it, it <laughs> seems odd. I don't know that, you know, people are always saying, find your passion, go with it. You found your passion. You went with it. Now you're saying, okay, it's, I'm going to see if I can't find something else. And it's, it's, it's a leap of faith, if you will, that you're going yeah. to, well, you're going to do that. I don't know. I, I give you all the yeah, credit in the I, world. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, you. uh, really a big step to, to be working on something that you have found that works for you and it brings the income in and something you enjoy and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to cut back on this and try to find something else. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it takes a lot of uh, intestinal fortitude, if you will, on that. So. I like that term. Yeah, it does. But I, I you know, I, I think there's, um, there's a, it's so wonderful that in today's world we get to have so many lives. And I've had this life for 10 years now. I've had my business for 10 years through the ups and the downs. And COVID was really wonderful. And 2022 was really tough, if I'm honest. So I I think that. Yeah, well, I can see because 2022 is really tough for everybody. Yeah, I I understand that. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of things and really a few things that I feel very drawn to. And I, I, you know, when you're an op- okay, this is how I look at it. When you're an opera singer, you're a freelancer, right? Which means you work when someone gives you work, which means you're also working on two or three other things. I have literally never in my life had one job, ever. <laughs> so for me, having one job, I mean, even when I had my business, I still sang, I still have another seasonal job that I do that I, you know, is like a writing, writing job. So I've always had more than one thing, up to up to seven jobs at once, which was ridiculous. Wow. So for me, this is not about quitting my business. It's about saying there's another thing that I want to do with this next decade of my life, and I want music and wine to stay in it in a way that is in a it's in a different proportion than it was in the last ten years. And that's the way I think about it. Not that it's going away, but that I'm shifting into something else and maintaining it in the way that feels right and good and continuing to learn more and more about wine and having the openness to do that without the pressure of having to make it my full-time pursuit. Very good. No, that's well put. Uh, You know, that, uh, that really explains, explains it well there that, you know, it's, it's not something that you're going to walk away from. It's something that you're going to in another category, but still stay with it. That's good. That's good. Uh, Mike, do you have any questions for, uh, Again, Kayla, oh. Kala? Kala. 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 Yes. Thank you. K- I'm sorry. K-A-L-A. K-A-L-A. Yeah. So Kala. Right. Um, no, not uh, not yet. Um, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of getting back into this myself after uh, some time out. But um, I so far so good. No, I'm good. Enjoying it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Mike is... Mike has been my my co-host for for all the years we've been on, and when the hurricane went through, not only did it mess up the connections here, but it also kicked Mike out of his house. Literally, it destroyed a bunch of stuff, and he's been living in a hotel 
for the last what seven weeks, and uh, this is his first night back with us on the program here. So he is transitioning oh, himself from hotel life back to being on the show and all that. So <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that, Mike. It's that's really terrible. I was so upset when I heard both times that you know I was going to be on and. And this was the reason why, and I didn't know that it was you. I thought maybe it was you also, Ron. I, I, I'm mm. I'm just really sorry. And I, I have another colleague that whose parents were also basically washed out of their home, so I'm Ooh. just terribly sorry about that. Oh, thank well, you. We were talking before the show, and I told Ron, I said, you know, it, it, it was a lot worse in Fort Myers and, you know, southwest Florida, so I think, you know, losing part of the roof, I'll take that, um, versus having several feet of water inside. It, it, it turned out, you know, it's, it's an inconvenience, I guess, at best, uh, it, compared to what the other people here uh, experienced. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, um, that's good. I feel, I feel even worse uh, for what they went through. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, like, it's just, no, thank you. But yeah, it's been it was interesting, but that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was so is your website and everything still going to stay the same? Are you kind of, are you going to oh, yeah. change anything about that or, okay. So if people do want I mean, I to, uh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, it will definitely still stay at the same URL. I may change a bit of the messaging, but the, yeah. it will definitely stay at fivecensesstaystings.com. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then your, your tastings and everything, you'll still go on, but you'll, you'll have more, flexibility you won't be hard pressed to to accept everything it sounds like so you you're it's it's on your time and your your terms it sounds like and uh, uh which is great so um but you'll still offer i guess what 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 i'm seeing on the website um absolutely as you, yeah as for sure yeah. so don't uh don't discount her yet uh don't discount uh five senses <laughs> keep uh keep at it keep uh it, it, at the very beginning, when I was typing, because I type notes and stuff, uh, when I have the microphone muted, I was like, oh, my God, is this closing up or what? And it, no, it's not. So k- yeah. keep checking the website. Keep, you know, uh, throwing support towards her and, and uh, you know, um, and she'll keep learning and, and growing from there. So uh, it's a it's a good thing. So you're going to keep at it. Uh, Thank you. what I've uh, gathered so uh, far. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, have you ever had – someone contact you to do an event and you have said, no, that's just, is not going to work for me. Has that ever happened? Once or twice, probably, but not terribly often. Um, you know, when I was asked to do something with Adobe a few years ago, that was when I was like, okay, this is really stretching me because how do I like musically wine taste the PDF guys? How do I make <laughs> the PDF guys come alive? And what this is, I think, when I really figured out how deep I had to dive was to really figure out, like, what was at the core of the company. At the core of the company, I found creativity, right, and innovation and all that. And I know those are buzzwords, but really, what does Adobe do? It, it produces software that allows you to create things. Um, and so I just made stories up out of that. So, you know, I think it's more if people want things on a certain timeline or on a certain budget. You know, I I think I'm usually pretty much in the middle of things. I, you know, I am not the cheapest around there, but I'm also not the most expensive. I am not going to price gouge you. Um, and I am, you know, hiring musicians and, and using small 
you know, small family wineries and women-owned wineries and things like that as much as I can, small businesses. And so there are, you know, some additional costs. So just sort of like ordering off of wine.com, which I do too. I do that often as well when I want a really wide variety of things. Um, But, you know, I think there's so much versatility in wine that you really can, as long as you maintain your bottom line, you can really help anybody who comes to you with anything. Very true. Do you, uh, well, you partially answered this question, but do you mm-hmm. use a single winery's lineup of wines whenever you book something and book that winery and everything, or do you bring in extra wines with that winery, or do you just do an event with a bunch of different wine wines that you bought? Uh, what is your procedure mm-hmm. on that? The answer is yes. I've done all of those, all of the events. Okay. So when I'm doing, um, when I do in-person events, I have done events with wineries and with wines from wineries. Um, obviously, when you do virtual events, that's a little harder um, just because uh, it is a lot more costly. So I have worked with wineries who've hired me, for example, uh, to come in and do what I do in partnership with them. So they send their members the wines, and then I'll do the musical pairing and the presentation, for example. In my virtual tastings, I'll usually work with distributors or um, uh, distributors, basically, who have a portfolio that they can put together. Because one of my my most popular programs is called Around the World in 80 Minutes. And that's where you choose three different countries to travel to on your virtual trip. And that's what I'm doing in December as well. So. You know, it's hard to work with the winery because, of course, it's just like, hey, here are all wineries from Sonoma or wines from Sonoma. But really, people, what I find people love is like traveling from Spain to Australia to Germany or something like that. Yes, I can understand that completely, yes. Um, how many wines do you usually do in a – or does it vary with – well, okay. <laughs> is your – when you book something, is it a, a limited time? Like, okay, this this is booked for 90 minutes or this one's booked for four hours or whatever. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. typically people will, will want an hour to an hour and a half, and I'll usually do three wines in whatever oh. time. I won't usually do more than that just because it starts being a little bit overwhelming. Oh, okay. And then uh, – yeah. Can people request uh, wine, say, I want all my wines to come from uh, Chile or Argentina? Uh, sure, they can do. Okay. But yeah, you, they basically just throw it and you just take care of the wines and the music and all that. Now, okay. Uh, the answer is yes on that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, you're... <laughs> I'm putting this all together in my head. <laughs> okay. uh, now, your bands, your music, this is uh-huh. something else, too. I can see your small wineries around there, and you've got like a zillion of them out there around the L.A. area and, and the valleys and all that. But uh, musicians, uh, do you have certain go-to groups that you get, or do you uh, uh, go out and try to find new, or how does that work? Uh, both. So I actually work primarily with independent artists who come together. So I don't work with a band. I work with artists oh. who have, um, yes, because of the variety of the music that we portray. So in, and just a quick clarification to what I said before, when I do my virtual events, it's usually three wines. And my live events, it's four or five. And um, 
the musicians, I usually have four musicians at each event. I do a thing sometimes when I'll have like a keyboardist, maybe another vocalist and a, a cellist or a guitarist or a violinist or something like that. And because I present music that is 500 years of music, I need musicians mm. who can play a Chopin nocturne and a cover of a Beatles song and an Ella Fitzgerald jazz, you know, you know, stand on an Ella Fitzgerald song. And that's not what most bands do. Most bands, legitimately, understandably, have a focus. They're a funk band or they're a rock band. And so right. um, I put together individual musicians, um, independent artists who come together and um, have the, the talent and the expertise to be able to play 500 years of music together with each other, never having met before. And that's the beauty of it. Oh, yeah, well, that sounds great. You, uh, Mike is, uh, does a uh, musical show uh, online every Saturday morning. He's been, well, he's been a music, musical DJ in lots of different areas, and so he would probably enjoy some of the music that you connect with uh, because of his yeah. background and all that. So I just, you know, want to throw that yeah. out there. Um yeah, wonderful. Uh, do you uh, so? Uh, oh, I had a question. I forgot it. Um, yeah. No. So everything <laughs> is. <laughs> well, I I started thinking ahead on while you're talking, and, and I started thinking ahead, and I'm listening to you, and I don't want to lose track of what you're saying, but uh, I think, oh, I got to ask this question, and then. I do forget, so that's what happened. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, any any uh, last uh, thoughts or, or questions or anything for uh, well, I, Kala? What uh, going to the website of five senses tastings dot com? Where would someone or or a corporate uh, corporation start to get this process started? What would they do? So I would head over to the contact button, which is where you can select the option for what you'd like to work with us on. So you can fill out a quick contact form and, you know, there's a, you know, request, you know, would you like to do an in-person tasting event, a virtual musical wine tasting of it with your cocktail event, which we do with our cocktail branch song and tonic. Or we also have our wine PB&J gifting, which is wine uh, pairings in a box and jams. And jams is the musical jams, not the gooey, sticky kind. Um, so we have a gifting program called Wine PB&J, and so they kind of select, hey, you know, I'd like to do a gifting, and then they send me some basic information, and then we follow up from there. Oh. Okay, good. Yeah, I was just looking at the the main page has um, Wine PB&J. I, I thought it was a sandwich. I was like, uh, you know, <laughs> sure. yep. like but yeah, reading, reading into it, okay, I get you. Yeah. That's, uh. <laughs> all right, that's, Oh, that was it. Just uh, trying to figure out, you yeah. know, where to go from there, and and tell everybody how to uh, how to get started with you, and and uh, you know, get the experience in, and and your five senses is perfect. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. Well, oh, you, my pleasure, and thank you for mentioning that. You are on everything. It looks like I'm. I'm looking here. You're on Facebook. You're on uh, Pinterest. You're on. Things that I don't even understand what the symbol is, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what, for the listeners, uh, how can they contact you besides just going to the website of www.fivesenses.com? 
tastings with an s dot com mm-hmm. uh how other ways can they get in touch with you? I would recommend Instagram is where I'm most active. I would say uh I use Facebook more for personal stuff and um uh Instagram is kind of where I talk about you know the wines I'm drinking and the music that I'm pairing and um that kind of stuff so that's definitely where the where the the meat is for uh all of my sort of sensory wellness and you know that kind of talk. Mm, okay, very good. And um, you are uh, still going to be doing five senses tasting. So if somebody listens to this program and and says, "Oh no, I'm going to miss her," you're still going to be available for for doing that. So that's not a I not am. An issue. So that's, that's no, very good. not an issue at all. And uh, I hope I didn't skew your your whole program by by telling this, but. Um, you know, the, the decision was, it would have been a different conversation if we talked a couple months ago and it was really kind of a, a moment that I had in New York where I was like, you know, you know, when you just have those sort of like, you have those moments, you've been thinking about something and you're not ready. And then all of a sudden something happens and you go, okay, I see it now. And so, <laughs> you know, I want to be honest with, uh, with your listeners, but you know, my love of, my love of music and wine continues. I will absolutely still be here. I will absolutely still be doing things. I have so much to learn about wine and to be able to do it in the sort of, you know, in the, in a sphere of less pressure feels like really wonderful and welcoming. I'm working towards my W set three. So I'm taking that in February and you know, oh, okay. I just really am looking forward to, yeah, I'm looking forward to this kind of like listening and drinking without having to figure out how they fit into a program. You know? Uh, yeah. So that's that's what that's what I was going to ask. That are you going to continue to pursue uh, uh, the wine aspect of it? And obviously you are oh, trying yeah. to you know get certifications yeah. and stuff like that. And um, yeah. it, it, the certifications are those for a purpose other than just the love of doing it. Uh, they were and are really for my comfort in what I do. So when I'm hosting events, I, I have more knowledge. I know what questions to ask. I kind of can find where, you know, my sticking points are, where my knowledge is lacking and go there and find more. So this might be where I end. I'm not sure. I, I said that WSET2 would be where I would end, and then I lied and did this anyway. <laughs> so you never know. But I feel like this is a really – this has been it's, – it's a challenging, you know, course. I, I don't know that I would probably go up to diploma level. So – um, I think just learning on my own is, is, is a lot. But you say you might not go up to high levels, but that's what you say now. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, two exactly. months ago, it would have been a different conversation. So, you know, who knows? Exactly. You, uh, uh, you may find it so fascinating and interesting that you pursue the wine aspect of it even deeper. So that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you do that, get in touch with me. We'll have you back on the show and we'll talk wine. Uh, more so than <laughs> I guess we didn't really we didn't really talk so much wine, did we? Yeah, it was more <laughs> we about the five about pairing. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Well, I think there... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that uh you know, a little bit of pairing of the wines and stuff, but there's there's so much more. And when you do those tests, I uh it, it really creates a whole new mindset and approach to wine too uh, it's, it's fascinating uh when you start getting certifications and all those different areas so um any last thoughts or any last comments uh you'd like to make 
I guess I would say, you know, I came to wine late in life and I was one of those people who was also really uh, scared by it, even as someone who came from the opera world where that was already scary. And, you know, people say, oh, I'm never going to learn. And I always go, I'm never going to learn the rules of American football. I'm just never going to. And I'm going to look like a fool on Super Bowl day. And I'm okay with that, you know. So just just dive in, experiment, you know, go to your local wine store and talk to people and have them educate you. Keep a list of what you love to drink. Um, figure out a country that you love and just drink everything you can from there. Figure out a grape you love. Or figure out a group you don't love and then, like, try it from d- different countries and find out if maybe you like it from here and not from there. And so for me, you know, tasting is really just another word for trying. And so for me, it's all about really my entire professional career in this business has been about tasting new things, trying new things, and finding out things I didn't even know I totally loved. And that's my whole motto is try everything with everything in terms of pairing, like, food, music, whatever, because – the, you know, people say, like, the wine you love is the wine that you're drinking or the, the pairing you – the perfect pairing is the one that you love. I believe that. And so yeah. um, for me, it's just continuing to try new and try more and try different. And that's some excellent advice there, too, to people about, you know, finding finding yourself a store and have work with them and, and try different wines from different reaches and stuff. So many people tend to go back to the – their default wines and stay with those and there is such a big world of wine out there that's so fascinating and so you know excellent advice uh, I think on your part there yeah so Kala thank you so much for the patience you have shown over the past well two and a half months it seems like now from the time you first tried to get on and we tried, I think, a couple times, and connections have been bad on through Blog Talk Radio and all sorts of stuff. And I do appreciate you hanging in there with us and finally getting on. And even tonight, <laughs> coming coming on has surprised me. I've been trying to keep track of who's who and all that, and I've been going crazy. And, and so uh, I really do appreciate you uh, staying with us and coming back on and Good luck to you in your your future Thank endeavors. You. And Five Senses is still going strong. So anybody out there who wants to try Five Senses tasting, it is available. And a uh, uh, you, you know she will be happy to work with you on those and and whatever else she may be pursuing in the future. So again, thank you so much for the time and uh, good luck in what you pursue. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you both keep well and safe, and um, I look forward to keeping in touch. Oh, I, yeah. You. Once you, you know, you got, start getting certifications, once uh, uh, that, just, uh, you know, send me an email, and we'll get you scheduled in here, and we'll talk about that. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Have yourself a wonderful evening, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll look you. forward to talking to you next time. All right. Thank you both so much. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's an interesting concept. I like that. The five senses, pairing it with music. That really is fascinating. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
So and I, I was looking at my my notes from uh, it's been since at least early September. You mentioned her uh, being on the show September 29th and mm. uh, on that show. But uh, and I just saw this at the at because it's it goes in date order. And uh, she's also co-founder of Song and Amp Amp Tonic. That's how I wrote it. Um, a bone marrow donor. And at the time, she was level two uh, W set, or I think somebody said we set one time. Uh, yeah. Seemed to be a three, and went to a San Francisco uh, wine school. And that's uh, some of the notes that I wrote down. And a polyglot. And I, you know what? I was going to look that up because I have no idea what a polyglot is. Um, oh. well, we should have asked her while she was on about that polyglot. stuff. Knowing. Oh, knowing or using several languages. Huh. Oh. A person a person who knows and is able to use several languages. Wow. Wow. Well, as, as an opera that. singer, she yeah. probably does probably. sing in, mm-hmm. you know, Italian and yeah. uh, what is the other yeah. classic opera language? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian? I think there's, there's a Russian or... A, yeah, you know, ones that you know, yeah, you know, opera embraces. So, yeah, a polyglot, did you say? Is polyglot, polyglot? Huh? Yeah. Never, never heard of that. Uh, knowing or using several languages. So, wow, that was the dictionary I version. Wish. I no idea. I just looked it I up know. and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. She was scheduled way back in September, and uh, yeah. then Ian hit, and we yep. tried to talk. Actually, she did contact me, uh, and mm. I couldn't hear her. I saw where she called in, but I couldn't. She couldn't hear me at all. It was just like dead. Wow. And and so we emailed, and I, I apologized. She said we'll get rescheduled. And then there was another date that was rescheduled. And again, we had problems, and so that. Wow. Uh, so she she called in this time. So I I really appreciate the fact that she did stay with me on this stuff. I mean, there's, yeah, there's been yeah, situations okay. that somebody called in and just yeah, and forget it, and that was it. But I'm glad she stayed <laughs> with us. So yeah. Uh, when I ran her when I ran the phone number, it, it did come back to five senses uh, tastings, and I was. I was waiting for you to come back and say, oh, she's with five senses. So I could say, okay, that's the match for the number. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and my whole long <laughs> list of emails, uh, yeah. it, it uh, said, let's see, it says, hi, Ron, I'm on the line and I hear that you were not expecting someone today. Today was our scheduled interview. <laughs> And I didn't have it written down. I don't know why, but, you know, I've been bouncing guests yeah. around so much. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy on my end. Too. So, yeah, I think but, so. Um, good. All right. Well, I just, I just read that. I was like, oh, wow. She's, she, I do have a note here. Uh, yeah. Polyglot. 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 Yeah. And bone huh. marrow donor. Yeah. Quite a bit quite a bit down here, professional opera singer, and I, I have no idea, song and amp, amp tonic. I didn't uh, find out about that, so I have to yeah, figure it out. I, uh, I not, know about remember that. if she mentioned, uh, I know I mentioned briefly the website, but uh, be sure to visit 5 Senses T 
tastings.com. Uh, that is the website or Instagram.com forward slash five senses tastings, all one word, and it's plural. So go to Instagram or go to her website, and there's links at the top. She's got uh, Instagram, Facebook. Again, she says it's more personal stuff. There's also a Yelp page, um, and uh-huh. you can check. That's what that, that one little – It looks. I don't know if it's a flower or a sunburst, but that's Oh, that's Yelp. what that is, so. yeah. That's what that is. Uh, uh, but, that's uh, why I said I didn't I recognize some of those things there. Yeah. 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 There's there's a couple of yeah Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Yelp are on her website, so check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, good. She's still uh, still out there. So um, yeah. We yeah. She's that uh, one out. So. I'm looking at her uh, her Instagram uh, page now. Yeah. A lot of information about her and stuff on there too. So. Uh, yeah, very good. Um, very good. Educate Bernard College, uh, Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Music, and Boston Conservatory at Berkeley, a Master of Music in Opera. Wow. Wow. Hmm. No. Oh, here we go. We should... Okay. Oh. Activities in Society's Women's Chorus, Wind Ensemble Conservatory Diction Tutor, French, English, Italian, Spanish, German. Oh, wow. my gosh. And she said, for wow. both foreign and U.S. students, pay position at the Boston Children's Course during both years of study. Wow. Conservatory hmm. Diction Tutor for French, English, Italian, Spanish, and German. Wow. She really is a polyglot. Uh, yeah. Wow. We should get her back on the show. Hold on a second. Let me uh... <laughs> yeah. let me let me ring her up here and say, yeah. say, yeah. Colin, we've just Hold been on, looking you. at this we, stuff and yeah. Yeah. we just found out something else. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. saw something else. Yeah. You know? uh, but uh, mm-hmm. graduated Phi Beta Kappa, Magna Cum Laude, Departmental Honors. Uh, she studied abroad in the spring of 2000, spent a semester in Santiago, Chile. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, well I'm impressed. Um, well, hopefully she'll Quite call us when she starts advancing in her uh, WSET mm-hmm. uh, certifications, and we'll get her back on again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's, San there's Diego more. State University <laughs> voluntary. Yeah, there's, there's all, all sorts of stuff here on her. Unbelievable, Kala. Uh, hmm. Well, it is uh, intelligent woman. Uh, before we leave, 1954. Yeah. Okay. Before we leave, there's something I want to mm-hmm. talk about. Let me find it here. I was looking at it previously today. And is this it here? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I, I was checking the button out to see if it was if that was hooked up. It is. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have it on video yet mode, so, uh, but it, mm. wow, it went out anyway. Okay, don't cue that up yet. Okay, that works. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me go through this in a few minutes here. It's almost eight, yeah. but. I'm going to cover this. I'm going to talk about this quickly. We mm-hmm. all are familiar with with uh, 
uh, oh, geez, what's my name? Oh. Uh, we have a caller on the phone. Uh, caller, you're, no, you're it's, live. It's, <laughs> it's dismiss and dismiss. There you go. Um, I have done that before. It, well, you know, this time of the evening, the only mm-hmm. calls I'm getting is do you know that you can sign up for Medicare and are not Medicare, but for mm-hmm. health care and get yourself money back on your social security. It won't cost you anything, you know, so that's about the only thing oh. I get on this, you know, are they recordings or are they people talking? A lot of them are, you know, a lot of them are, oh. but it's just, it's sign up period. Um, uh, from yeah. October, yep. what is it? 30th, uh, first December 15th. Yeah. It's sign up yep. period. If you want to switch your, coverage for the seniors and oh, yeah. I got all my coverage through VA so mm. you know those are just <laughs> pain in the butt calls and so okay yeah. let me yeah. the uh, we're all familiar with the jeez uh, oh, help me find word when you uh uh, place uh, like champagne is just champagne. You can't call it anything else because it's a champagne. And uh, 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 you know you have that have the names for the areas. Well, here's something. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, port is uh, is that Port's the one has only, to be from only for port, only for the port region. Burgundy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Burgundy, and yeah, you know, and you can't name them anything else because those are areas. Those are actually areas. Yeah. Well, I just saw this, and Corbell California Champagne isn't really champagne, and I'm reading this, okay. But we can at least agree that Corbell can make Chardonnay, but maybe not. Because the EU, European Union, I will refer to it as the EU because it's easier than saying European Union every time, which has previously, and this drives me crazy when you start reading some of this stuff, the, the EU, which has previously dictated to Europeans such minute things as the shapes of bananas and cucumbers, is now telling French farmers who have been using Vermentino for years that they may no longer call it that. <coughs> Excuse me. Only Italian wineries may now use the name Vermentino. What? Vermentino isn't a place. It isn't even a state of mind, although it could be because, you know, I, I'm in Vermentino, light, breezy, slightly salty, refreshing, a Vermentino day. But, According to this ruling, there is no Melbeck in Argentina, no Pinot Noir in New Zealand, no Chenin Blanc in South Africa, and no Cabernet Sauvignon in Napa. Okay, this is uh, the, the EU is going nuts on this. Okay, the issue came up because Jacques Belhoc, the owner of Domaine d'Astar in the French Landoc region found out that the EU agreed with a request by producers and decided to prevent vintners outside of Italy from using the name Vermentino. Huh? 
the variety is actually more widely planted in France than in Italy. It appears in a whole lot of white blends in the south and even some Provence rosés. Some producers bottle it on its own, but the vintage they can't from this but from this vintage they can't call it Vermentino anymore. There is a French synonym, Roulet, R O L L E. But they said that it is not something that rolls off your tongue. Okay. The point is you can't take away these great names. You can Tell us that you can only buy Rogerford from Rogerford. Fine, that's a cheese in name of place. But you cannot tell us we can't count juice milk just because the word comes from High German. It's just it's absurd. Moreover, Vermentino by itself does not tell me what the wine is going to taste like, even from Italy. And this is something Colleen just got to talking about. You know, wherever you're getting something, whatever the wine is, it's going to taste different everywhere. So, if the EU is going to say Vermentino only comes from one place, it needs to drill down and pick a place, not wave its hand at all 116,000 square miles of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is ridiculous. I mean, the, the, you know, a tip of the hat goes to the Italians for mastering the EU bureaucracy. Uh, they forced wineries in Greece's island of uh, Santorini to stop calling their dessert wines Vincento because the Italians asked the EU for the name first. The fact that Santo is Greece. Now, and Santo in Greece comes from the name of the island where it's made. So it's a place name, whereas in Italy it's not, does not matter. Italy ask first. <coughs> Sounds like cool, you know. I said it first, so I, you know. And when Prosecco got hot, producers realized that Prosecco being both a grape and a region make, uh, meant others outside Italy could make it, so they renamed the grape Glera, G-L-E-R-A, to protect the place name. It, you know, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, it, the um, proprietor of Tablas Creek, Jason Haas, said, I read the announcement and thought it was absurd. The idea that Fermentino is somehow part of the geographical indicator indicator is ridiculous on his face. Uh, it seems like this maybe slipped through the cracks in France and people are now only realizing what it means. I can't see standing up to a French challenge. I can't see it standing up to a French challenge. Even if it does, I can't see the decision being respected outside of the EU. The U.S. government won't under current policy even approve a great by second name. So even if we wanted to call it Roulet, which we don't, it wouldn't pass the TTB muster. Uh, you know, it just in Australia, more than a dozen producers make Vermentino, and the Australian Grape and Wine Association says they are not happy about this ruling. They said it's just it's absurd. Everybody's saying it's absurd. Um, 
They said, so what's next? Well, according to the book, Wine Grapes, Vermentino is also grown in Lebanon, Malta, California, Texas. Good luck there. <laughs> and it says here, of course, good luck there, EU. North Carolina, Virginia, and Brazil. Uh, you know, Texas is going to hang out. It's hard for me to see the U.S., which has fought for decades to protect Corbell's right to misname its sparkling wine, Champagne, agreeing to go along with this. But then again, did you know Corbell makes Prosecco now? It is a company on this company website. Uh, it said that they make it in Italy in the DOC. So you know, there you go. It's you know, yeah, that's all you do. Just go there and do it there. But this is absurd. This I I saw this and I'm going, what? What are you trying to prove here? But it's just. So more of the EU, you know, playing around with stuff. The EU fought. They were the ones that was fighting with the Soviet Union about champagne. And I don't know if you all remember this or not, but the Soviet Union said, we can't take any more champagne shipments from France because we call our sparkling wine champagne. If you want to ship it in here, you got to put a different name on it. And... So, so that it was an ongoing battle. I think it finally, well, I don't know. I want to say I think it finally settled, but I don't know if it has or not because I haven't seen anything anywhere with the final results on that. So, But this is just bureaucrats. This is what happens when you get bureaucrats involved with this stuff. It gets out of hand and absurd, and that's what this is all about. If I find out more about this, I'll let you all know, but I just had to share that with you tonight and let you know what's going on. Hmm. uh, I I don't know if that's borderline censorship or or what. They're trying to keep people from, oh, you can't use this. You know, it's a a word. Um, Yeah. But very very strict on a name sure. of a grape is not a region. It's not yeah. a, it's just a name of a grape. If that were the case, yeah. then uh, uh, well, <laughs> let's say Zimindel. Zimindel is uh, California. They can say, okay, we don't don't want anybody to call it Zimindel anymore because we call it that, <laughs> and you know, so everybody's going to have to use another name. And then you're going to start getting a whole bunch of different names for a whole bunch of different stuff. And oh my gosh, come on! Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Hmm. I'm done. Okay. I'm off my soapbox, but I wanted to. Well, good. That's a, that's a good talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it is uh, 8.06 p.m. And, uh, yeah, we'll have our next show uh, next Thursday, uh, December the 8th. I almost said September. What am I? No. Okay. December. You were gone. <laughs> You missed two months in there. <laughs> from October to, yeah, that was terrible. Um, from uh, December the 8th, and then uh, we may have, I don't know when the holidays fall on this week but uh, or this month. I think it's Sunday. Yeah, Christmas Saturday, is on a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Christmas Eve is on Saturday, and Sunday <laughs> is uh, Christmas, and the New Year's Eve is on Saturday. So. Wow. But we have yep. a guest okay. all the way up to the 22nd. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Uh, 
So we'll get uh, that posted as soon as, as soon as we get the information. And uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you all uh, next next uh, Saturday. So have a great week and, and be safe. And, yeah. and thank our guest, Colin, for coming on. And thank you again, Colin, for being yeah. so patient with us while we were going through the hurricane fiasco. Yeah. And uh, yeah. getting on. Yeah. And uh, sure FiveCensusTasting.com. Check it out, people. Yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you. Uh, and have a great week. Be safe. We'll see you next Thursday. Yep. Thanks. Be safe. Thank you. Oh, that's still running. What? Hang on. All right, there we go. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. All about wine. If I can figure out how to stop this. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go back to school. Okay. Learn everything again. Okay, that's on the wrong. All right, it's off. It's off of there. All right, that's good. That's good. Oh, my gosh. What? Offline, offline, offline. That's good. And green room. Green room. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.